Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with your treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life, you'll have all you need, just receive with a willing heart. You'll be set for life, you'll be on your way any day you decide to start. You'll be set for life You'll be set for life Then all the rulers said to all the congregation, We have sworn to them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. Well, that's just what the Gibeonites wanted. But now they're under this covenant, they can't touch them. The rulers messed up. But they refuse to ruin their integrity. Integrity is honesty. Integrity is doing what you say you're going to do. If I say I'm going to do this, you got to do it. Now you're bound to it. Because if you don't, you turn around and flip-flop and go the other way, you have destroyed your integrity. They have to do what they said they were going to do. It's better being friends around people that you know have integrity, right? You can trust them. You don't trust people that change their mind every 10 minutes. And so Israel has to stand by their promise, because if they kill the Gibeonites, not only will they ruin the covenant they made with them before God, which would dishonor God, but I'm pretty sure if they attack the Gibeonites now, God wouldn't be behind them. Now they're remembering I. Oh, we screwed up at I. Well, now we just messed up again. Attack the Gibeonites now, we'll probably get beat again. They're in a pickle. They have to honor the covenant because that's what they said they were going to do. So they're not attacking. And so the Gibeonites are under covenant. So now what do you do? Verse 20. This we will do to them. We will let them live, lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swore to them. And the ruler said to them, let them live. But let them be woodcutters and water carriers for all the congregation as the rulers had promised them. Then Joshua called for them. And he spoke to them saying, why have you deceived us, saying, we are, from a, we are very far from you, when you dwell near us? Now therefore you are cursed, and none of you shall be freed from being slaves, woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. So they answered Joshua and said, Because your servants were clearly told that the Lord your God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you, Therefore, we were very much afraid for our lives because of you and have done this thing. And now here we are in your hands. Do with us as it seems good and right to do to us. So he did to them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel so that they did not kill them. And that day, Joshua made them woodcutters and water carriers for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord in the place which he would choose even to this day. Now I want to ask you some questions again, now that we see what's gone down and how they dealt with it. Was Joshua lied to? He was. 
And they admitted it. Yeah. He was lied to. Was Joshua done wrong? Yeah. They deceived him. You don't like it when somebody deceives you. Do you think Joshua was probably humiliated by this? Here he is in leadership, and this snuck under my radar in front of everybody? Yeah, I think he was humiliated for it. Do the Gibeonites deserve this covenant? No, they don't. They don't deserve it one bit. But did Joshua keep his word anyway? Yes, he did. Hold on to those thoughts. We're going to revisit it later. (laughs) Now, even though protected, the Gibeonites had to face some kind of a punishment for their deception. You act like this, you're going to pay for it some kind of way. Yes, they're under covenant, but now they have to serve. Now, remember, we read in the Law of Moses that any city that accepts an offer of peace shall be placed under tribute to Israel and serve them. We read that earlier. And so Joshua chose for them to become woodcutters and water carriers. And where did Joshua say that their work would bring them to as woodcutters and water carriers? It's in verse 27. It says, for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord. Oh, that's where they're going to come to now. (laughs) Imagine that. This means that a people who were not Israelites are now uniquely positioned through Israel to approach the true God of Israel in His service. I think God pulled a miracle out of this somewhere. Do you see that? (laughs) This is great. Through Israel to approach the true God. Wow! What was meant as a curse, God turned into a miracle. So imagine that. A wicked group of people who by law deserve death placed under a new covenant which would enable them to approach the God of Israel. Does this remind you of anybody you know? Like maybe yourself. (laughs) It reminds me of me. Genesis 12.3 says, In Israel, all the families of the earth will be blessed. From Israel, the Messiah came out of Israel to save us. And I was far away. I didn't deserve that covenant. You see, you and I are the Gibeonite in this story. We have all been deceitful. We have all been sinful. We've all been wicked. And we have all been selfish, just like the Gibeonites. But I'll say one thing for the Gibeonites. As bad as they were, as much trickery as they used and deceitful as they were trying to be, they had one single authentic thing about them that God could work with. You know what it was? It was a fear of the Lord. That's the one thing God can use in anybody, wherever they are. Fear of God. They were afraid of God's wrath. And that's the whole reason they came to make a covenant with Israel in the first place. They were scared of what He was going to do to them, right? Fear God. Proverbs 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Where does it all start? It starts with the fear of the Lord. I pray for people who do not have a fear of God. They're sinning, they're doing it willfully, and they say, I don't care. What can God do to me? I'm the big man around here. But for those who have a fear of the Lord, praise God for that fear of God. Because now God can do something with you no matter how bad you've been. That's where it all starts. Fear of the Lord. 
And now that they will serve around the congregations and the altar of God, they get to experience who God is, the blessing of God. This means they now have a new life to live too, doesn't it? They weren't woodcutters and and water carriers before. Now they have a new life to live. They have something totally different to do. They're not going to live the way they used to. They're not going to live like old Gibeonites anymore. Now they live in service and submission to God. This means their new service to God that they now live in is a sign that they are no longer under the law. They are now under covenant. They moved from law to covenant. And their service is proof that they have made that change. I want to show you in Romans 8, 3, how this parallels to us. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son. That law was not going to save the Gibeonites. It was going to kill them. The law says, you sin, you die. That's God's law. We need the covenant that Jesus Christ brought us in His blood to save us. And these Gibeonites are the best picture of that. Wow, what a good picture. God's law could never save you. Jesus had to come and save us because the law was unable to save. Moses' law said destroy the Gibeonites, but the covenant Joshua made with them was their salvation. Hebrews 9 and 15 says, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the, internal, of the eternal inheritance. Jesus made that new covenant to save us. All covenants are instituted by blood. It means something had to die for it. That means somebody else paid for it. And he, he brought this new covenant by means of death, it says, meaning he took on the destruction that the law said we were supposed to get. Me, the Gibeonite, so to speak, that destruction was supposed to fall on me. Jesus took that destruction for me at the cross instead so that we could be spared, so that I could be spared of my life and receive the promise, the promise, did I say promise? The promise of eternal life. That is a promise. So let's get back to those questions I asked you back when you were frustrated with the Gibeonites. Because <laughs> now you've got to look at yourself. <laughs> Ray, I hate it when you do that bait and switch thing. You draw me in and you turn and spring it back on me. Hey, this is the Bible. Here's our questions again. I'm going to ask the questions again about you and about me, because I'm not exempt. Do we deserve destruction? You said that the Gibeonites deserved it. Do we deserve it? Yes, we do. Why do we deserve it? Because we sinned. We messed up. We were deceitful. We've been deceptive, just like the Gibeonites. Remember when I asked, was Joshua lied to? You know that liars were chosen to speak at Jesus' trial? They lied to Jesus about Jesus to incriminate Him so that He could die for us. Joshua was done wrong. Have we ever done Jesus wrong? You ever sinned against Jesus? Have you ever cussed His name? Man, Hollywood's full of it. They say Jesus Christ with anger like a curse. You never hear anybody go, Hitler? No, they're going to cuss our Lord down. Why? Because that's just the worldly, sinful thing to do. When I asked about Joshua being humiliated, do you think Jesus was humiliated by us? Imagine what it was like to be crucified on a cross 
And you know those pictures you see on the, of Jesus on the cross and he's got that little rag? He didn't have that rag. They put that on the painting just to make it presentable to hang on a wall. He had nothing, guys. He was hung up there bare, humiliated, beyond our understanding. It was to the family of someone who was crucified, even the family was, was shunned. It was a humiliating thing. So do you think Jesus was humiliated by this, by us? Oh, yeah, he was. Do we deserve the new covenant Jesus offers us? No. Did the Gibeonites deserve it? No. But even though we don't deserve it, and if you get under it, will Jesus keep his word to it anyway? Yes, he will. (laughs) This is where the boom moment is right here. We don't deserve it. We ridiculed. We deceived. We acted selfishly. We lied. We were the, the foul Gibeonite, but under covenant. Now it has to be honored. Because God has to maintain his integrity. If Joshua could keep his covenant with Gibeonites, how much more will God keep his covenant of salvation with you and me? Gosh, thank you for that, Lord. (laughs) That's, That's the big thing for us today, is that you know that you can be saved, and there it is. It's bound in a covenant. God never said... Accept me and you're saved as long as you stay perfect. Because I know there's people around here that are saying, I'm not good enough to be saved. Well, of course you're not. Neither were the Gebionites. But thank God it's bound in a promise. Thank God it's bound in a covenant. Now, I hear the flip side. I'm going to address it real quick, but I don't want to go off on a tangent. Well, Ray, just because you're saved doesn't mean you can go sin all you want to. That's the one I always hear. No, it doesn't mean you can go sin all you want to. What happened to the Gebionites? They were now put into service to prove they were under a covenant. If you're really saved and you're under the covenant of Jesus Christ, then be planted in the house of God and demonstrate your covenant with the Lord in service. You're not going to be an old Gibeonite anymore. Now you've got to do new things. Oh, you sin all you want to if you're saved. No, 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 no. Service now. Boy, this Gibeonite picture is so good. So good. And I want to give you a quick idea of how serious God is about keeping covenants. Because I know there's still some doubt in here. I don't know if I buy this, Ray. I think if I mess up, what if I go out and murder somebody, Ray? Doesn't God remove his covenant? Well, here's my thing. If you're under covenant, what are you doing going out and murdering somebody? Okay? You're probably not in the covenant if that's what you're going to go do. So here's, let me show you how serious God takes covenant. There's another story later in Israel's history where King Saul broke Joshua's treaty with the Gibeonites. We know about the Gibeonite treaty here, but... King Saul comes along later, and he breaks the treaty by attacking them when he knew good and well he was not supposed to, because they were protected under, under, under that treaty. And then later on, when it was King David, right after Saul, it says in 2 Samuel 21, it says, Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house Because he killed the Gibeonites. God takes covenant very seriously. Man messed that covenant up because we're men. We're sinful. But God does not mess a covenant up. He keeps it. That's how serious God is about covenant. God is not a man that he should lie. When he makes a covenant, he keeps it. And it's not for you to take advantage of it. It's for you to serve him through it. 
And this is how you know when we serve a God of absolute integrity that you know He's going to do what He says He's going to do. Why you can absolutely trust Acts 2 and 21. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Does it say might be? Does it say you'll be saved until you mess up again? It doesn't say that. You know why? Because covenant is in that verse. You shall be saved. You don't have to worry what's going to happen to you. Well, I don't really know if I'm going to heaven or not. Are you in the covenant with Jesus? Is He your Lord? Do you consult with Him before you make decisions? Does your lifestyle follow a route of service proving that you're under covenant? Is Jesus your boss? You're all right. You will be saved. Now, if you're not at all concerned about God's wrath for your sin, then, buddy, you're in deep trouble. I don't care. I I just do my own thing, this religious thing. That's for you, Ray. That's for you Bible thumpers out there. I've been called that. Oh, here comes Bible thumper Ray. Sit up straight. Don't cuss. Ray will get mad at you. I've heard all that, all that, all that mockery. But if you are not concerned at all, you're in trouble. I don't know how anybody could be irritated at the Gibeonites for their little stunts, but then not think that God would be angry at them for their own stunts. God takes this very seriously. We have to recognize that the Gibeonites lost their way of living. They now have to work in service to God, and they agreed to it. They agreed to do it. They said to Joshua, we are in your hands. Do with us as it seems good and right to do to us. Have you ever said to Jesus the same thing? Have you said that to Jesus Christ? Have you ever said, Jesus, I am in your hands. Do with me as it seems good and right to do to me. Have you ever said that to him? Or are you not right now, Jesus? I got my own life, my own things. Later, not right now. I'll play that Bible stuff when I'm older, after I've had my party time. Which way are you going? Jesus, do what you want with me. I'm yours. The people that refuse to repent of their old life, they insist on living as an old Gibeonite. They refuse to do what God says. You know, you can, be, you can claim to be saved all day long. And I know people that do it. I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And they will swear to you with emotion that they're saved. But if you're not walking in submission and in service to God, bearing proof that in Jesus you are under the new covenant of salvation, you are not saved. If you're not living it out and doing it and enjoying it and in agreement with it, you're not saved. And you need to know that. Because I don't want anybody walking out of here being deceived into thinking they're saved when they're not And if this now suddenly scares you, then praise God. Now you have fear of the Lord, and that's where God works from. You're scared. Bam! The switch just came on. This is the best part of your life right now. It's time to get right with Jesus. Maybe you're saying, I don't know how. You know, if you have fear of God, meaning you're now scared of God's anger against your sin, that's where He he begins. That's where He starts. My fear of God that I had... It brought me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and that's when I was brought from under the condemnation of the law into a new life-giving covenant of grace where I can now serve the God of Israel. And you know, I bet there were a lot of Gibeonites in this story 
who got to discover God through their work around His altar, and they found great joy in this new covenant. And you know, that could be the same with you. You discover the new life God offers you, and you know what? You might actually like it. (laughs) Better than your old life. Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. I moved out from law a long time ago, and I'm under the grace of Christ. When you get saved, you move out from under law. Condemnation can't have you. Destruction can't touch you. You remember in verse 19, after they made the new covenant, Joshua said, we've made a new covenant, now therefore we may not touch them. With Jesus as my Savior, and I'm under grace now, therefore destruction cannot touch me. Destruction cannot touch you. And another thing, I'm going to end up with this one. This is the, here it comes, y'all. You ready? I'm going to hit you right in the chest. Here it comes. This is a good hit, though. You remember how it was three days when Joshua showed up in person to affirm the covenant with the Gibeonites? After three days, he showed up to confirm it on the doorstep. Friends, it was after three days in the grave that Jesus rose again and showed up personally to confirm our new covenant with us. Isn't that good? To prove that this covenant is binding and real. Friends, if you ain't saved, you have just got to get in on this. You've got to get in on this. Jesus will spare you from destruction and give you a new life. And He offers all of this as a promise of covenant for absolutely free. Free. What's better than free? (laughs) Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Will be. That's a promise of God, sealed by covenant that was instituted by the blood of Christ. God binds His covenant, and we better thank Him for it. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, thank You for this story of the Gibeonites. They deserved destruction. They were deceitful and selfish, and they found a way under covenant, and through Israel, they got to know their God. Thank You, Lord God. You took a deceitful, selfish, lying person like me deserving of destruction according to your law, but because I had a fear of the Lord, a fear of your wrath against my sin, you brought me under covenant. And through Israel, I can get to know who you are because you are the God of Israel. Wow. I don't deserve it. I ridiculed you. I mocked you. There was a time I made fun of you and thought it was really funny. But Lord, you saved me anyway. I don't deserve one bit of it. But because you have given it to me, and because I have really genuinely made you my Lord, I now walk in service to you. I'll be a woodcutter and water carrier as long as you want me to be. I'm in your hands. Do what you want to do with me. Thank you for saving me. Lord, for anybody who is just now understanding, let them come talk to me today. They don't need to worry about what they've done in the past. They don't need to worry about how they are when they showed up today. But if they've got a fear of you, Lord God... That's enough to get started. Bring them under your new covenant with Christ, Lord God, and save them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time. 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you through a line-by-line, verse-by-verse study in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless, you are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.